Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, zookeepers, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. And of course, happy Valentine's Day, depending on when you're listening to this at least. And another big shout out to Shalane. Happy birthday, darling. She was a Valentine's baby, so if you care to on social medias, wherever, send her a shout out, say happy birthday. And some more exciting news as we get started here. The zoo has two new partners for Season 5. The first company is one that I've been using for a bit over a year and I've absolutely loved. They're called Crunch Cup. If you're like me and you're always on the go but you love cereal, normally the two don't mix, but with the Crunch Cup you can get your cereal on the go without having it be soggy and gross. It's a cup with an internal section, so you fill it with milk and then you fill the internals with cereal of your choice. And it's just poor eat and drink. It's so easy. It's so delicious. Best way to get cereal on the go. And there's going to be a link down in the show notes. It's going to give you $5 off your order. Um, use the code FeenstraZoo at checkout. You're not going to be disappointed. I absolutely love my Crunch Cup. The next one is a new company to me, but I'm already, I already love their designs. Uh, it's a clothing company called the Viking Goods Company. Um, their aim with this clothing company is cruelty-free, handmade, top-quality clothes with adventurously unique designs. you, you got to check out their Octopus Collection. I love it for obvious reasons, but you got to check it out. Again, link in the show notes down below, and you're going to get 15% off your entire order if you use the zoo's checkout code thanks again to both these companies for helping us out this season and please remember that helping out the show's partners it helps out the show so go check them out if you care to to buy something it's going to help out the show if not just click the links down below even the click-through rate is going to help me out so please check them out it's awesome but enough of the housekeeping for now We know you guys aren't here just to listen to me talk about stuff that I think is cool. At least, not in the ad form anyway. I know you guys can read, so you already know what this episode is called. It's called Marriage on Mission. But what does that even mean? Alright, so big picture. It simply means that you and your spouse serve more than yourself or yourselves. But do we ever leave things big picture here? No. So, let's drill down on this. Some simple truths that we can all agree on. You and your spouse are a team or a partnership or a union, if you will. Whatever whatever word you want to put to it. But just as God calls us as individuals as single people to have a unique pursuit towards himself 
God also puts specific callings and drives on our relationships. So every person has the same two basic desires. Okay? Simple truth. Everyone wants to have belonging and to have meaning. Now, most intimate communities are built and formed around these two deep causes. Think of any sports team. They want to function well as a team, and they, they're serving a bigger purpose. They want to win the championship at the end of the season. Okay. Any company, high revenues and whatever indwelling culture that they've designed into their company, right? The strongest marriages share these common visions as well. They share common vision and a, a common set of values. The stronger the vision for your marriage and its mission, the stronger your marriage itself. Now, you can technically build a vision or a mission around any value or any purpose. So, word of warning, just be careful what you form your marriage's identity around. Seriously, whatever you put on this pedestal, it will become your identity your personality just be careful if the core value or the the big thing on a pedestal in your relationship is a movie franchise it's not going to serve you well long term but creating idols is not the topic for this episode maybe a future one. I'll put it in my <laughs> I'll put it in my notes. We'll, but we'll put a pin in that for now. For now, let's just assume that your marriage mission is similar to Shalane and I and you have a biblical founding, a biblical focus for your mission. You know what, maybe this is the first time you and your spouse are even thinking about your marriage as more than just your marriage. You know, where, where would we start? What do you have to do? Well, I'm glad you asked, Spencer. You're welcome, Spencer. I've come up with a handful of things that are at least going to get the ball rolling here. First, create a mission statement. Just a few sentences about what you and your partner are going to build and form your relationship around. And honestly, this should be revisited somewhat regularly, if not yearly. And don't be scared to change it or add to it. As you guys mature and change, so should your mission. Ten years ago, Shalane and I would not have anywhere close to the statement that we have today. This should be a personal statement about what you and your partner want others to feel when they enter your home. Next, part of your mission should be to draw near to God and hit you know, in in the book You and Me Forever by Francis Chan. He said this, Draw close to him and let your marriage be the overflow from that 
when things are right with God, your marriage can actually become what it was designed to be. Look, it's no surprise that a successful, strong marriage takes work. And part part of a biblically or God-centered relationship is pouring your time and energy back into people. And it's costly. Seriously, it's costly. It's even more so when you know just how little of your time is actually your own. Now, we we kind of visited this in the priorities series that we did last season. You know, when, when you do the math, you really have minutes, maybe an hour a day to call your own after you take out sleep, eat, work, commute, chores, whatever. Once you take all that time out of your day, you don't have much left. So to use what little is left to pour into someone else versus just scrolling on your phone or watching the same rerun of Friends for the 900th time, Spencer... Like I said, pouring into people has a cost. And trying to do this on our own strength, especially long term, it's going to cause nothing but burnout and anxiety and more stress. And do you really need more stress in your day? Likewise, expecting our spouse to be this fulfillment for us, it was never what a spouse was designed to be. Expecting our spouse to to essentially be God for us. It's just a recipe for disaster. So as a couple, draw near to God. A good way to do this is to regularly pray together. Things you can pray for, like I said, at least to get the ball rolling is to pray for God to direct you guys together as well as individually. Ask for protection for stresses against your marriage. Ask for protection for pressures you're going to face when serving others. Ask for protection against exhaustion. And also pray for strength and unity of mind. Paul David Tripp had a, a nice quote in his book, or what did you expect? His, his quote was, Prayer is an acknowledgement that between the already and the not yet, there is work for God to do. And you need wisdom and strength to do that work. Now, a big one in our house you need to be intentional. I mean, here on the zoo, we have done several episodes on this specifically. So I'm just going to lay a couple quick tips or quick points for being intentional here. But please go back and check out the, I think, five episodes we've done now on intentionality. Uh, 
just a couple of quick points here. Okay? First being, um, being intentional means making a conscious effort to love someone in the ways that make them feel loved. Okay, just a brief moment on that. Okay. To love someone in the ways they need to be loved. So if you're an acts of service person, but they're a gifts person, you know, washing their car isn't going to be the same as bringing home a flower. Okay, washing their car, act of service, great. They are probably going to appreciate that, but bringing home a flower and their favorite candy is going to mean more to them. So make sure you're making a conscious effort to love someone the way that's going to make them feel loved, even if that puts you in an uncomfortable spot. Okay. Uh, next one is putting purposeful effort in. You're not going to accidentally make someone fall in love with you. Put purposeful effort in. Carve out time to be in a relationship. Carve out time to love on your spouse properly. Okay. Next point rolls right into this is prioritize your significant other. You might have plans to watch the Super Bowl with someone but your spouse might need that time okay that sucks you had plans but prioritizing your spouse in especially if you have plans like that's putting it out a big way okay but even in a less extreme setting okay, your spouse might need some time tonight they just need you to hold their hand while you watch a show together even though you want to play video games or read a book or whatever, you had carved out some time for you, but your spouse needs some attention. Okay, so you put your book down, you turn off your PlayStation, whatever, and you spend time with them. Prioritize your, your spouse. Last point on this I'm going to make here, create boundaries to protect your relationship something as simple as no phones in the bedroom or it could be as extreme as you know maybe one of you has some trust issues some, some scarring from your past whatever and you need to carve out some friends I need you to drop James as a friend because his presence in your life makes me uncomfortable it's an extreme. There's some rationale behind that. But creating boundaries in your relationship, creating boundaries in your life to protect your relationship. It's it's necessary. It's not going to look the same for everybody, but it is necessary. Okay, but but more than just intentional towards your spouse, it's also important it's extremely important to be intentional in serving God. Carve out time for him. Carve out time to pray. Carve out time to read your Bible daily if you can. Sunday mornings, be in church. 
volunteer in that community give up some of your time sacrifice something from your life to intentionally serve god it's easier to do both serve god and your spouse with clearly defined rules and guidelines established write them out and post them on your wall and somewhere you see them frequently so it's ingrained in your mind this is this becomes ingrained habit five o'clock every morning i get up to pray 5 45 i read a chapter of the bible 6 15 i wake up my spouse we pray together okay these are just some some ideas to get this ball rolling it's going to look different for you than it does for me it has to your life is not my life but it has to become ingrained habit next point here guys seriously embrace transparency okay transparency with your spouse and with the people whom you serve it's it can get messy all of us are sinners all of us are broken people we're complicated and you know what marriage is messy but god can use christian marriage to showcase what he can do okay so absolutely be 100 percent open and honest with your spouse about all things get into the nitty gritties of your past just because i haven't told you the whole truth does not mean i'm not lying okay get into the nitty gritties i want to know 100 percent of everything about shalane the first time we went through it it was not easy but it was good So in doing this, you need to learn how to communicate first with your spouse, but also with the community you serve in. Okay, so be transparent with your spouse. No secrets, no hidden corners, no boxes tucked under the bed that no one looks in but me. Everything's on the table. This will allow you to serve your community because what God does in in your home behind closed doors could help someone else. If I openly and actively love on my wife and someone else sees that going, oh, that house is different. Something about that relationship is different from the relationship I'm in. And someone's going to go, okay, like, what's going on? Why are you guys so happy? Or whatever that conversation starts like. You know, someone's going to look at your relationship and go, I want what they have. And then they're going to go, how, what's your secret? What's the secret sauce? And you're going to be like, it's God. It's God. So along these lines, guys, part of this transparency is practice real hospitality. 
have an open door policy in your house. I've said it countless times, guys. I've always got coffee on and there's always extra food at my table. Call ahead, sure, that's courteous, but not necessary. You show up at my door going, hey, I could really use a coffee. Guess what? You're going to get coffee and probably a snack. It helps people to understand. It helps people to know that perfection is not a prerequisite of service. Guys, Shalane and I are by far not perfect. We're just not. We're broken people. There's no way we can be. But it doesn't mean I can't serve. It doesn't mean I'm not going to invite you into my home. Because like I said, guys, sinners are complicated and marriage is messy. But it doesn't mean I can't love on anyone who walks to my door. It doesn't mean I can't show honor and humility to the houseless person down the street from me. Timothy Keller said it like this, and I absolutely love it. It says, There's, there are few places where you can better invite people to see the king at work than in a marriage. I'm going to read that one more time because I think that's going to hit home, guys. There are few places where you can better invite people to see the king at work than in a marriage. My final point here, guys, even you know, in, in your family or marriage, always love God more. This one is, again, just about setting your priorities properly. Number one, love God. End all, be all, bar none. Number one, in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your work, in your exercise routine, whatever. Number one, love God. All things for his kingdom. Number two, love your spouse. There's not a close margin between those two, but it is number one and number two. Love your spouse. Remember, loving someone means sacrificing yourself for their good. Number three, your kids. If you have kids, great. If you're going to have kids, great. If you have decided you never want kids, that's fine. But it's God, spouse, family. After that is everything else. Then there's wiggle room for arguing and prioritizing and whatever your life looks like. But that's how it has to be. As wonderful as marriage and ministry can be, the most important aspect to building a healthy missional marriage is loving God most. Having this as your top priority means that God can shape the rest according to his design. 
And let me be perfectly blunt here. This does not promise an easy life. This does not promise a prosperous life or a financially free life. What it does promise is a fulfilling and rewarding life. When you start living like this, your perspective shifts so that whatever metric you have been measuring it by, if it's not this, if you're measuring anything by worldly standard, it's going to change. I used to think that big house, shiny car, all the toys, whatever, I thought that was what I wanted. I thought that's what, what I was aiming for because that's what I was taught. You want to be happy? Shiny new whip. Shiny new car. Big house. Maybe some staff to serve under me. Whatever. I thought that was the good life. Guys, that's such a pipe dream and it's so stupid. It just is. Ask, you know, look up any interview with any famous person for the past however many years. Every one of them is going to say something along the lines of, you know, I've got a good life, it's good, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, there was something missing. There was something missing. Guys, this missional life, that's what was missing. They're measuring by the wrong metric. Their ruler's broken. This isn't going to set you free by this world, but it's going to set your soul free. You're going to be so fulfilled by the, the, the weirdest things. You know, I was talking to... I was talking to uh, a friend of mine from church. He was telling me about, you know, they're they're doing some some downtown ministry here in Nanaimo, and they're like they're going around and they're talking to this guy. And he's like, "Man, I just, you know, I'm hungry. I got nothing to eat today." So, buddy took him out and got him a burger and sat down and just listened to him talk. Cost him time. Cost him some a couple bucks for a burger and drink or whatever. I haven't seen this dude smile that big in years, man. He was telling me about it, and we don't do it to brag, nothing like that. No, he just, he wanted to share that just spending some time with this guy, getting him some food, it made him so happy. It gave him so much joy to listen to this guy tell him the story about how he got to where he's at because he spent time with some random dude who may or may never see you may not ever see him again but it didn't matter this life isn't prop promising you money this life isn't promising you financial freedom it's not promising you even an easy road but it's good guys it's good And zookeepers, by no means is this an exhaustive list. It never is. I, I can't do exhaustive lists because there's no way I can get there. 
but hopefully this is enough to at least spark a conversation in your house. A good jumping off point for how to live your life on mission. And if you have questions about this, or you want me to dive deeper into anything I said here, reach out, let me know. I'll answer questions as best I can. And if it warrants another episode, you know I'll do another episode. But for now, that's it for the zoo today. That's it for me today. Before I sign off, don't forget to go check out the new partners, the new sponsors for the show, Crunch Cup and the Viking Goods Company. Remember, supporting them supports the show. I mean, if you prefer to cut out the middleman, you can always go over to buymeacoffee.com. It's a one-time, easy donation. Everything that goes in there goes right back into the zoo, right back into the computers and software and hardware that I need to keep this ball rolling. Or if you just want to say hi, I'm on pretty much every social media platform. Just look up The Feenster Zoo. Always happy to talk, always happy to swap stories. So come on, hit me up. We'll chat. I love it. But for now, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for giving me some of your so precious time. Have a great week and God bless.